I don't want a supercar. I just want some chickens, some cows, and some sheep. I'd be fucking Iron Man. <laughs> but with Fiat, the issue is that it's adoption. Everyone uses Fiat. Mm. So how do you go against that? How do you argue against it? We know it's not. It's not sound. It doesn't. It doesn't. Sorry. Everyone used horses. Well, the rich did. The poor got trampled by them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we are, back once again for your weekly updates with regards to everything Bitcoin. The four Bs brought to you by Mr. Orlin, aka the Trillion Dollar Man. He is Dr. Evil 10%, aka <laughs> the People's Champ, myself, Sir Neverlook, also known as the Excellence of Execution. And surprise, surprise, we're recording as always on Tuesday evening, but Mrs. No Show is a no show, nowhere to be seen. Right, so we sent her the link, she's still not arrived. Don't know what's going on. She hasn't asked for the show notes, though. Hasn't asked for the show notes at all. No comment whatsoever. So we continue to wait. I think it's more likely the Queen attended tonight than Mrs. No. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Poor good old Uh, sausage fingers. (laughs) That's the one. Um, Yeah, what can we say, hey? Uh, Queen Elizabeth is no longer with us, similar to Mrs. No Show. (laughs) (laughs) And what's everyone's thoughts? Queen's dead. He's sad. You're in mourning. I mean, it's just I don't really care. Mm. I think that's my my kind of view. I've seen two polarising views, like one people who love the Queen, love the monarchy, they love the overlords, and two people who are probably being a bit too dis- disrespectful or just plain stupid when they're um, blaming the Queen for everything which the British government has done. Um, but I just think, you know, it's someone's grandma. It's someone who probably tried to do their best. So it's just... Yeah. I just don't, yeah. Yeah, that's how I look at it as well. Effectively, effectively it was someone's grandma, someone's mum. Um, I... I have no, uh, nothing bad to say about her, but no, equally nothing good. Yeah. At the same I, time, this whole forced mourning for uh, for the 19th of September. Well, we have a bank too, holiday. We have a bank holiday Monday from it, which I suppose yeah. is one kind of upside. Yeah. Which I needed because um, they first of all announced that schools we're having a bank holiday, but we weren't too sure that businesses were. So I was like, oh, great. Who's going to look after my child? Yeah. Yeah, I had a good email. I didn't know this whole bank holiday thing was going on. I got an email from the CEO of B&Q telling me that in respect for everything that's going on on Monday, we're closing the store. I just instantly replied going, guess I'm going to home base then. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm awaiting a response. I, I'd, I'd probably guess that home base is also closed, but I could. The, the CEO of the, the CEO of B Q has never put his name on an email to me before. Normally, it's just buy this lawnmower, buy this 
barbecue. I thought you were going to tell us that you work at B&Q. I thought Bitcoin is meant to work at McDonald's. (laughs) 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 But but it's weird though. I must admit, when Diana, the only thing I can relate it to, right, is when Diana died, I remember where I was. I was was, um, in college and I was like sat on the floor and just like doing some work or something, preparing for like a lesson. And then it came on the news. And I actually remember being like, actually affected by it for whatever reason it might be because i was young or for whatever reason i actually well, saw because her. you're funny yeah i don't know maybe i was <laughs> whereas like this time it's happened obviously i now have no love for like any of the world family whatsoever I, I, see i remember diana everyone was slating her before she died then suddenly everyone loved her when she died and i was just like i just yeah i kind of thought this is a little bit two-faced claiming everyone loved her but I remember all the news articles, all the kind of reception around Diana. No one liked her. Well, the thing is, like, the, the news and what people think are two different things, right? Because yeah. you have a look at... Yeah, but you say like now, 20 Diana odd years later... The, the media hated Diana because she was dating a Muslim and embarrassing the royal family, whereas the people still loved her. Whereas in this instance, I think the Queen's died, the media are telling us that everyone loved them and everyone's in mourning. And in reality, no one gives a shit. It's like okay, fine. Like someone's lost the grandma. We'll, we'll like we we respect their their time to grieve, but don't push it on me. I'm going to the fucking funeral. I didn't know the old lady. Like leave me alone. <laughs> and it's, it's it's very like I think the media tell us what we what we think we should think, and nearly in on these big occasions, I think they're comp- they're on the opposite side of the fence, and the people actually the majority anyway think something very very different. But it almost gets lost in time because all that's left are the media articles. So we assume, oh, that was what people thought at the time, and and it, and it actually wasn't. Correct. Yeah, and uh, and ultimately they have to be seen, I'm sure, to be towing the line as well uh, from the royal stance. Uh, you know, if any of them dared to step out and say, well, actually, she wasn't a fan of Diana, who the people were a fan of. Um, <laughs> then yeah it just wouldn't work yeah but then uh yeah so our, our first story on here is the new king king charles the third someone's dragged up it's a slightly old clip i think it's from about a year ago during lockdown but there he is at the the wef forum talking about the great reset and he's there threatening if we don't and it's interesting his wording actually instead of saying build back better he goes Unless we build more consciously in green, then if we don't, there's going to be more pandemics, more lockdowns, a climate crisis. And he's just, it's, it, even though he doesn't mean it, it comes across as a threat. So, well, you yeah, listen to I mean, I was, I was listening going, if we don't build back green or we're going to get more pandemics, how does that work? I know. It makes no sense. And I, I saw it and just went, what the fuck? When when was it the clip from? It's from their last conference, which I think was over 2021. Oh, is it? Oh, it's a COP26. Now I remember. I think I saw it in the comments. So it was a year or two ago yeah. when they flew all the private jets, air, all the private yachts, and they had yeah. um, all the American motorcades coming across. And it's just like, you need to cut down on your emissions. <laughs> But Prince Charles and Boris Johnson all flew up to um, Glasgow instead of um, taking the train. 
Yeah. And the thing is, he's, he's a WAF puppet, Charles. Because the thing, the, the thing I always look at, right, is he should have been king years and years and years ago. The queen was clearly so frail, should not have been doing all her duties. She was barely doing any duties. She's freaking 96, the poor lady. But She seemed fine until Prince Philip died. Yeah, she's still in her 90s though, right? And, and usually yeah. it would have been handed over. But the reason was, is like the public would never have accepted Charles being given it like willingly. It couldn't, it would have been rejected and they knew the public would reject it and Charles would never really be kind of brought in. But the perfect way, way to give Charles the king, the kingship is have his mum die. And then whilst she's obviously, she's, she's dead, there's a load of sympathy that comes his way. The poor guy, his mum's died. You know, everyone's going to feel yeah. for someone when their mum dies. So they're going to be now like the sympathy. So now he's slotting in through the sympathy vote. People aren't resisting it. It's like tradition, la. Like, come on. Like, we can't break tradition. Like, so it has to go to Charles. So now suddenly he snaked his way in. No one wanted Charles. Everyone was like, skip him and go to William. But William is a problem. He's a problem just as Harry is a problem. They're outspoken. They would not agree to read out half the things that these guys, that Ch Charles would read out. They need another 20, 30 years. Uh, of... No, Harry would. Harry wouldn't read out shit. Oh, Harry's furthest the one that would actually... Harry would do this. He'd be fucking licking their arseholes to read this kind of shit out. No, he wouldn't. He'd. Just put some inclusive words in there, be all over it. That's they, they kicked him out over to in America to shut him up because he was being too like, outspoken. Yeah, I think he's the furthest that they want anywhere near the uh, the firm. I think this is, I think we're kind of going on a bit of a side point. I think kind of going back to the video, he said he talked about military force on private companies, didn't he? to make sure that they behave. And I kind of just went, this is going well and truly into socialism. Oh, yeah. It's, mm. yeah. It's like, you know, just, it, it, yeah. in true socialism, he, he loses all his privileges, all his land. But, you know, what will happen is it won't be socialism, it'll be the plebs. It'll be yeah, exactly. So it's basically, yeah. it'll be a land grab, he'll get more. Whereas in true socialism, he'd have everything taken off him because he is part of the problem with society. He owns numerous pieces of land. He owns palaces, which could have homeless people in them. Yeah, instead, it has it does have poor people in those palaces, but they're slaves that work for him. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Modern day slavery. Yeah. And and this, the, the next story that links to this one is the beautiful thing is, guess what? The richest guys on the planet, the, the, the elitist of the elite, don't pay taxes they do the when the queen dies typically anything over a million quid in the uk 40 percent um inheritance tax would get, get it's much paid. lower than that isn't it it's isn't it some like 300 grand per parent you can get the estate up to a million i think i think with your with your joint parents anyway yeah i don't know what it is but i think anyway whether it's, it's 600 to a million it's like in in the queen's terms it's negligible right so you hit that <laughs> just going through her front yard so the rest of it should be taxed at normal capital gains but the queen and the, the tweet is brilliant on this one because the only reason why they don't get taxed inheritance because to special legal clause that aims to avoid erosion of the royal family's wealth Correct. what about the erosion of the average family's wealth 
Oh no, game do a fuck about that. But the royal family having their wealth eroded, no, no, no. We don't need a specific law to protect them. They're, they're the people that need protecting them. <laughs> they're the ones that can afford this hit. They, instead of having 100 castles, they'd have 60. Whereas for the average person, that is the money that they would give to their children that would help them buy their, their first house. That's all we're talking about. It's just, and, and the, the amount of people I've seen defending this, going, yeah, of course you need to protect the royal family's wealth. Like, and you're going, do you not, can you not they own back to yourself? Like, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? Yeah, they own towns and villages, you know, well, which is, is absolutely it. ridiculous. Like, if they owned a palace, or say 10 palaces, then you're kind of going, fair enough, but you own, they own land, they own parts of Cornwall, they own that whole town or village which we were talking about before. It's actually a ridiculous amount of stuff which they own. Yeah, and it's surely absolutely. that should be taxed and given back to the people if he really I mean, did believe in socialism. What she handed over is reportedly around about 500 million, right? So that would have been slashed down to 300 million. But that's just in assets, not just, let's not forget everything else that would have come along with all of that as well. Yeah, that's just, I think, like his personal wealth, like the crown yeah. has even more. Correct. Like I said, it owns a huge percent of the countryside. It's owned by a royal family in the UK. It's it's insane. I think it was a historic figure of around about 28 billion in total. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it actually amazed me that Charles only has 500 million. Like, that, it's yeah. like, no way is that, no way is that legit. Like, j- just like the palace, just like Buckingham Palace is worth that. Is <laughs> the amount of land and like it's in the center of London, all the jewels that are in it. That that's half a billion, yeah. if not a couple of billion. And and then that he's the Prince of Wales, you know, it's half of Wales. Like it's just, he's got everything. Like, come on, like let's not be silly. And yeah. maybe I had a few arguments with Bitcoiners about this one where they're going, Why are you defending someone to pay tax? Yeah, we should be promoting no tax. And I go, Yeah, I do support no tax. I absolutely am a zero tax person. But what we're living in right now is the worst of both, where we have the poor paying the taxes and the elite not paying any. This is, I'm not going to support the elite not paying any whilst it's this situation. I what could that 200 million be used for? A, couple, a number of new schools, a hospital, but instead it's staying with the elite? Yeah. Print. Like, imagine that, that's like probably equivalent of, I don't know, like 5% inflation for next year. They could not do that. And just take some of Charles's money. But they love doing inflation. And then we tell everyone it stimulates the economy. Um, So going to a point, it's 325 is the threshold. And then it says if you give it to your children, it can increase to 500 grand. And that's per parent, I think. Yes. So I think the million probably is where that's come from. But I think... um, yeah, the three hundred grand of it was that's probably like the um, the price of an average home. And in five years' time, it probably will be a million pounds per home. Yeah, and then you'll be paying because I was surprised it was a million actually when my grandparents died. <coughs> we realised yeah, we thought we were going to have to pay inheritance tax, and then they realised it was up to this million pound. And I was very sceptical. I thought the solicitor got it wrong, but yeah, he, he got it right, and it, there was no taxes to pay, which I thought was actually relatively right. But if they, they'll again, they'll they'll leave that for thirty years. So then, by the time like we we die and stuff, yeah, like you said, the average house price will be over. You know, and just for pay. reference, 
just for reference on that, income tax was brought in in the early part of the 20th century. And I want to say about 1945, it was a small fraction of people paid income tax. So they only choice, went into the brackets. It? it was only a few percent. Yeah. Whereas now the majority pay income tax because it's left again. So it's, I think we touched upon it. The American laws keep on talking about $400,000 being the rich amount. So that's £100,000 now, isn't it? The £100,000 in the 80s, which allowed you to retire early, have a flash car, have a big house, is four hundred grand. So it's the same. You're going to get paid more and more tax, like a minimum wage is going to be 40% soon. Yeah. Well, you know when um, the Americans revolted against the British and they had their big Independence Day? The, the amount of taxes the Brits were putting on America at the time that caused them to have a huge war, 2%. So America's, America won their freedom. Now they tax their own people 50%. <laughs> Yet they say they're free. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you ran from 2% inflation, 2% tax and walked straight into 50%. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think you won the battle there, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> America, the land of the brave and the free. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a heavily taxed. Yeah, I'm heavily taxed. Um, interestingly enough, as well, like uh, just coming back onto the Bitcoin front, imagine if you just put 1% into Bitcoin. Oh, there's the zero, zero chance. Yeah. Not, not but, only, uh, he doesn't even have access to money. Come on. I, I know. I know. Um, he is a village idiot. Liz, I, I've seen that Liz Truss is pro, pro crypto. Not she hasn't gone so far as to say what, but pro crypto that I've seen. She's yeah, she is pro crypto. She's pro pro CBDCs, the same as fucking Rishi is. She's on mm. the website. Her and Rishi are both on the website. It didn't matter who won between those two. They're, they're going to push CBDCs and go. Oh, it's a little bit like Bitcoin. No, it's not. It's like fiat, but with all the surveillance. It's, it's, yeah. She's, she's okay, it's, it's pretty much exactly what you had, but we'll redesign the system so we can spawn you more. And we'll take banks out of it, so we'll charge you the transaction fees instead. Yeah, they're, they're being very clever. Like, whilst they're diminishing cryptocurrencies and constantly saying they're volatile and the criminals, they're also going, oh, CBDCs are similar to them. To try and, like, mm. be kind of beating you in to go i am pro it but really what they're they're only saying a cbdc is like a cryptocurrency is so they can say they're pro them but they're only pro the government one like they're not going to be promoting any random fucking coin interest especially not bitcoin interestingly um talking about politics um the new leader of the conservative parties in uh, is it conservative in canada pierre um pro bitcoin everyone who's spouted out um, but it's a really interesting point. Is he an actual Bitcoiner or is he just a snake in the grass? Is he just a, a way to get CBDCs in? Mm. Yeah, well, it's one of our stories, right? So we have, we can we can talk about him if you want. Yeah, we can. <coughs> we uh, can jump to that. So Pierre Polivier. I missed that. <laughs> you know, a well, great minds think alike. It was on there anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so Pierre Pulaver. So before, like, he's been very pro Bitcoin, and to be fair, like he's been very anti lockdown, very anti um, all the restrictions that Trudeau anti mandate. 
and and he was pro um i don't know if it's pro choice but he's pro protest for the truckers he said it was disgrace what happened to them yeah and he wanted but to he, know where the money was being spent like where was the money coming from and um and he has spoken very positively about bitcoin he has been to a couple of bitcoin events but he's a politician so we can't really trust him that much but when we discussed him last time he was just a random politician in canada and he was running to be leader of the opposition and at the time i was skeptical whether we'd even get it i thought he would get kibosh someone would stop him from getting there it hasn't happened he's actually been voted in as the leader of the opposition and as a now there's a genuine chance he ends up leading canada which it would be one hell of a contrast between him and Trudeau. And uh, and already the, the story that I link next to it is Trudeau is already out. He's got the guns pointed straight at Pierre. And um, he's specifically targeting him going, telling people that they can opt out of inflation by investing in cryptocurrencies is not responsible leadership. Fighting against life-saving vaccines is not responsible leadership. Opposing the pandemic supports that save jobs and help families is not responsible leadership, says Trudeau. Uh, I did reply to this tweet. Funnily enough, opposing the pandemic supports that save jobs and help families is not responsible. Funnily enough, when I think about him, I think about that horse-faced one from New Zealand. What's her name? I don't know, yeah, but I know you mean. Jacqueline Ardenut. And apparently she's ended all the mandates in New Zealand yeah, because yeah. there's just no proof behind them. So um, it's actually interesting, the second part of that. And I think he, like Biden, is got really, really low ratings at the moment. So him coming out and fighting against all this, when I think quite a lot of the population is saying, well, you didn't follow the science at all. And all the, all the things coming out of the media are showing that. And he's still clinging on to it. What what I'd be interested in with with regards to Pierre is the fact that Canada is a very expensive place to live. So inflation naturally occurs because there's a lot of Chinese people that live there. And and property prices... So what you're saying is the Chinese people cause, cause inflation? I'm saying that they uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like COVID. <laughs> if we're going to get cancelled, why not? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, uh, and I know this because my auntie lives there as well. So I've had like first-hand updates uh, for the last thirty years in terms of like rising prices and costs. What's she think of Trudeau? Uh, uh, Alaska, actually. I'll message her and uh, and see if she's if she even follows it. If she's pro Trudeau, you're gonna have to disown her. <laughs> Fuck you, auntie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. But at this point, he like literally is a bit of a monster, right? It's it's just kind of insane how far he's gone. Like the last couple of years, yeah. He's not full authoritarian. There's there's no way of trying to twist that. He's he's Isn't very. He, is this party liberal? Isn't it called liberal socialists or something like that? Well, things like, all the left, all the left-leaning parties are, 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 are like associated with being liberal, but they are the most authoritarian parties you can get now. They all want mm. lockdowns, forced vaccines, 
They want rules and big government everywhere. That is like the opposite of being liberal. Liberals meant to be leave everyone the fuck alone. Yeah. I think everything which you're talking about there, so inflation, like Pierre talks about it all the time, and he's got some great speeches, um, which I think people can easily find on um on um YouTube. So there's one where he asks where the money is, and then he talks about (laughs) yeah, when he talks about um enriches the rich and then he also talks about the house prices and bring them back down but something which he harps on about is Canada has a lot of natural resources which um, Trudeau refuses to um, drill so oil, they've got a shitload of oil which is profitable to drill now so originally when oil was cheap it was not profitable to drill but now the price is up and has been for like 20 years they should be drilling it but he refuses to Control and demolition Biden's Biden's identical same happening in America. Resources, they're shutting down their coal mines. I was just going to say he refuses to drill for oil, but now they've just released most of their oil over the last few weeks to lower the price. So it's literally making it better in the short term, but in the long term, it's going to go to absolute shit. Yeah, or they're they're just like yeah, and they want thanking. It's like, like we always say, they come in. They break your leg and then they give you the crutch and they want to say you want you to say thank you. It's like you caused the problem. And then what they do later, six months down the line, they kick the crutch out from under your leg. And you're like, what do you do that for, dude? And then they give you a slightly smaller crutch. And you're like, okay, thanks, but it's not as good as the last one. And they kick yeah. that out. And eventually you're lying down on the floor and they're like, Oh, I'll give you a mattress. <laughs> we got that. We got that in the UK at the moment. So we've got they um locked us down made people not work and we're like oh here's some um oh, what's it called furlough money and now they're going your energy bills are really high because one inflation and two because we're meant to manage the economy we're meant to manage all the, the resources going forward but we haven't planned for anything we should have been putting you know more nuclear then combining renewables with nuclear so you've got easy energy coming in but we haven't done that but we've been taking all your taxes but we'll give you £250 towards your gas and electricity bill. But that's against a loan as well, so it's going to have to be paid for with debt. So whether that debt comes from more taxes or whether it comes from um, inflation down the line <laughs> um, means that you're going to get, get more. So it's either the gas and electricity is going to cost more or you're going to get taxed more, whether that's hidden in taxes or whether it's, um, or whether it's visible. Oh, inflation. <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, the, the the thing I liked was, you know, specifically around gas prices, where someone tweeted out that they're trying to give Biden and all his cronies credit because gas prices have fallen for 89 consecutive days. This is the longest streak of decline since 2015. But it still completely misses the fact that the price of oil went up or and gas by 300% last year. So all these declines still have not even undone. What, what's the decline over 89 days? Is it like 2%? No, to be fair, like the decline is from 5,000 to 3,700. However, it misses out the fact that the price was originally around 1,500. So we're still over double. So yeah, yeah, the price has declined for 89 days. That is correct. And it is a quite a big de- decline. You know, we've declined, what's that, 30%, something like that, pretty decent. But it's still up 
120% or something. So it doesn't count. Like it's still hugely yeah. up. Yet they're using that. And it's just, it's so easy. Like, as I always say, like you can always lie with stats and statistics, you know, sex lies and statistics. It's so easy to lie with data. And that's, that's what they're doing. It's just so disingenuous. It's, well, it's like the um, big media. Was it late, Labour in the late 90s telling everyone they cut the um, waiting list for the NHS and they just created a secondary waiting list? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. So you had to wait on this or a waiting list, but they didn't count the first waiting list as a waiting list because you had an appointment, even though it was six months away. Fucking genius. So how far do you think Pierre's actually going to get in terms um, of it does he have enough of a following because still, i mean i i, I like you know, those tweets <laughs> yeah but you're not going to be the one that's voting you know how, do we believe that trudeau has done enough to alienate himself following oh, yeah. from like the trucking incident to actually give wind to pierre to actually make a battle of this yeah, I think if it's, a, if it's a fair election, I think it's a no contest. I think Pierre will wipe the floor with Trudeau, but I don't think it'll be a fair election. I think just as yeah. just as Biden against Trump, I don't think Biden did enough to beat Trump. So they just fixed the election. They just yeah, but I think in. that you've got someone who everyone's like, mm, did you say elections are fixed? Oh, yeah, yeah. Elections are total fucking... I mean, with the Democrats, they can fix it to a certain point, but I feel like with Biden, he's a bit of an unknown. They're just like, oh, he's a nice granddad. It wasn't really out in the news too much, but he um, sniffed um, young girls' hair or he took showers with um, family members. Sorry? I don't think anyone thought Biden was a nice granddad. Everyone thought he was a bit... Yeah, but he he was kind of nice compared to Trump, who doesn't really come across as the nicest. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think he could kind of get there, whereas Trudeau... I'd be very surprised if he's not universally disliked. You think you think Biden genuinely got there because he was a nice granddad? He's a dementia. I know. I mean, they fixed it to a certain point, but I just don't think they can cover it up as much as they could with Trudeau. I just don't think any basis votes will be. Which weird because weirdly, I actually think Trudeau has more of a chance, more legitimately than Biden, because I think he's mentally sound. He's very well spoken. He presents, but he's a horrible bastard. Yeah, yeah, but. He's horrible and he's so nice as he does it. So a lot yeah. of people get tricked by that. So yeah. I can see a lot of people voting for him because they he just says the right things. He just says, Canada first, people's health. You know, I want every family to be happy. Da, 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 da. Oh, how are you going to do that? Tax them, lock them, force vaccinations on them. Well, sh- but he doesn't say it like that. That's the actions behind the thing. But he, he presents it in such a neat package. Biden couldn't get a sentence out and like wouldn't even that's why you hid in his basement. Yeah, he didn't remember having a a campaign. Like it's just yeah, you got the record number of votes ever and didn't have a campaign. Like none of these things make sense. Yeah, absolutely. I I remember having a dentist who used to say, we're gonna have to give you a feeling, but the way she said it, it was in the nicest way possible. I was just like, okay, right. That, so that'll be more money. Yeah, you're right, actually. It will be more <laughs> money. Okay, so I'm just going to inject you now. And, and the way she did it was it was, it was perfect. I was in the chair. <laughs> she she had, had the glasses on and too late. You uh, come out of a whole like row of gold teeth. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> exactly, yeah. 
<laughs> well done. But what I was uh, also, whilst we've just been talking as well, the last general election in Canada was in uh, 2021. So it won't be until around about 2025 when no. uh, our guy can even maybe get it's, a look in. But, but at least he gets last. a decent... At least he gets a good run up to it. So well, three years. Do so you think, yeah, like, if, if it was a, give him a lot of time to ruin him as well? Exactly. Yeah. But if it was a year away, you know, it's too short a time to make sure that the, the population understands his policies, which is basically, let's try and sort out the inflation problem. Let's drill for oil, and with this, we should be able to be make things a bit more affordable for the population. Hmm. Also, know what? Do you know also what's going to happen in those three years? He's going to get invited to every single WEF meeting going. They'll try and turn him. And the thing is, everyone has their price. And they will yeah. line up stuff for him. It will, it will look so fruity. He'll go, look, we will do everything you want to do. But you need to give up some of the controls. You need Correct. to hire this guy, this guy, this guy. When you get in. But in exchange, mansion, yeah. yachts. Yeah. You get to come to every party. He's not from a rich family either, is he? It's so, e so even worse. Right? I was going to say he's he's adopted as a child. I don't know what yeah. is. Um... The problem is, I, I I think Obama was the same, but Obama got turned as he got close to the seat. He got turned, and I think you know, Trudeau and these Ardens, they they were got from birth. They are their wef babies. Mm. I was going to say Ardens ended up. What is it? Being in office for five years. And being on about 100, 150 grand salary, and now she's got a fortune of over 20 million from nowhere. <laughs> Is that no one's, no one's questioning it? It will come from their, <laughs> the, well, these little WEF meetings. And when you read off the teleprompter, it's worth a lot of money behind the scenes. Lots of shares end up in your account. You get lots of good tips. Maybe buy this share. Long and look after you afterwards as well. Oh yeah, I guess I just, not yeah, just when you're in real rewards come when you come out of office. Yeah, yeah. Correct. If, if anything, it's crazy to give money whilst they're in office. It's a little bit obvious. Yeah, because uh, Arden, yeah. if you look at it, I think they they've got like a worth like so many years ago, and they're just like, what the fuck has happened? But no one's picked up on it. Whereas typically you get a Tony Blair, and Tony Blair is worth millions upon millions because of all the deals which he did. Yeah, you got any? They all paid out once he left office. Yeah? Which is the usual way. It's it's so corrupt. Right? Allegedly, that, that's why. It, it, it's why, like we we no nothing is alleged. It's all fucking facts. Like he, you know, he is rich now. He wasn't rich before. Um, but this is why you bring it back to Bitcoin. Why decentralized decentralization is so important? Because even though Pierre, right, he seems like he's a Bitcoiner. He seems like a good guy. I think he does want to change the world for the better. But he's a centralized person. Someone can get to him. They could either threaten him with something bad or they can promise him something good and he will change his views and turn against the people. He's just one person. It's a central point of failure. Bitcoin mm. being decentralized means it doesn't matter which Bitcoiner you get to. You can turn Pierre. You could turn me. You could turn Dr. 10%. You could do, turn Sinevaluk. We could all be turned if the price was right, but it doesn't matter. Bitcoin just chunks along. Yeah, the money supply can never be changed. Exactly. Bitcoin. Something is... which I was thinking about, okay. obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, is say we go on the Bitcoin standard and we got, but we still got politicians and there's still tax going through. But um, would you 
would you be able to say this is a government wallet and then look at all the payments in and out of it so you could actually track all of them and basically see what the dodgy goings on are are well, yeah potentially but just if it's on bitcoin obviously um you could also have private transactions couldn't you right so you could and then the thing is like a lot of the dodgy transactions they do it in plain sight right <laughs> so they they will pay a supplier 500 million for some stuff that costs 100 million but you don't know that there's 400 million gap there and then behind the scenes that wallet then pays off the people three rungs down so they launder the money. They're, they're, they're money laundering experts, these guys. They, they don't send it from the central government wallet. They don't send your, your payoff. They're paying you a million dollars. They don't pay it you from the fucking government wallet. They pay one supplier, pays another supplier, pays another supplier, who then contracts mm. you to do one phone call for a million dollars. And you jump on a call, you do the hour, you get paid a million dollars for it. And everyone thinks, oh. But, but with that little bit of transparency, would it raise more questions and potentially be a bit of a safer system than the current fiat closed doors banking? Maybe, maybe. I think there wouldn't be this the... money sloshing around. So the, the whole point really is there would still be corruption. You would still get away with it because even if you could trace it, all people would do is coin join, use lightning. You'd just move to a private private chain and you would you'd hide the transaction. The main point would be is that the only reason why so much um, corruption and money laundering can happen in government now is because they can print money out of thin air. And so it's not really coming from anywhere. So no one's really looking for it. They just print it, then give it to themselves. And it's like no one owned that money because they printed it. Whereas on a Bitcoin standard, they would be earning, like earning Bitcoin through their taxes. There would be a pot of that money. It'd be a yeah. finite amount and they'd have to divvy it out if a load just disappeared to the side, you would notice it. They couldn't just print more Bitcoin and fill the well, gap. That's what I mean. Like you get some plebs who would just be going through all the transactions and you know it'd happen. If that was on the ledger, they'd just be like, I'm going to find out where this has gone and ask them raise the questions and investigation can be done. Whereas at the moment, everyone's going, I know this happens, but I can't see it. Correct. That's the problem, isn't it? Although in reality, you can see it because every every ex-president or prime minister has a private island in the Seychelles. It's like, <laughs> we fucking can see it. It's just that no one really will, wants to believe that, that the level of corruption that really exists. They think that they just get these really good business opportunities after being president or prime minister and just earn their way well, up. They and don't people, want, they and people want to pay a million pounds to him speak for two hours after dinner. Yeah, and Janet Lennon, what was it? Hillary Clinton as well, million dollars an hour. Clear bribery and payoffs these are not paid speeches there's no way anyone would pay that for a speech it's just nonsensical just bribery in plain sight and they, they put and the thing is like these guys put it in their tax returns that it's it's there it's in plain sight but viewers turn a blind it's even like even the institutions that paid them to speak are listed it's unusually it's the big banks um big energy and big pharma they're all just there paying them a million dollars a speech it's clear bribery but no one gives a fuck <laughs> anyway. but we don't say anything why do, why do we not say anything it doesn't matter does it you no. just can't prove it there's no smoking gun there and the fact it's like, so uh, obvious. It's like mr Orlin says you've kind of got this money out of thin air so it's not really accounted for it keeps on keeps on increasing so you're like oh we won't miss that hundred million dollars and it's also that lack of accountability within government departments. You've got bribery and you've got 
people being so incompetent. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, right, we always say, like, this level of corruption at this this level, like, we're, we're accusing, right, the the prime ministers, presidents of being corrupt, right? These guys yeah, run the FBI, they run the police. So the people that are responsible for cracking down on this are paid for by these guys. They're, these are the, these are their boss. So do you investigate your boss? Of course you don't. You turn the blind eye. And then that's what they do. So they get away with it because the, the, they don't live under the same rules as us. Just as you know, the king doesn't live under the ta same tax rules, he also doesn't sit, um, sit under the same normal laws either. He can get away with a lot of stuff that we couldn't because he's the king. I say there's, there's weird rules around the Clintons. All their bodyguards seem to commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very short lifespan once you... Leave the employment of the, of the Clintons. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on to microstrategy? Back to Bitcoin. Yeah, let's go <laughs> and uh, yeah, talk about Mr. Saylor, Michael Saylor. So, microstrategy raised $500 million. So, question is is it for Bitcoin or is it for Saylor's tax bill? <laughs> that was that was me being a little bit like I know, I know, I love it. Uh, so, what do you think to this? Is he just so hellishly bullish, or is this something which I'm not seeing here? Well, I think that it's, it's tongue in cheek, but I do see this as double pronged. A lot of Bitcoiners see this as super bullish that he is raising half a billion and he's about to dump it into Bitcoin. But obviously, the story we had on only last week or the week before was he's yeah. been investigated for not paying taxes in Washington for however many years. So the, the the tax bill that he has could well be about half a billion. So this could be literally just to pay his tax bill. And um, none of this is going to go to Bitcoin whatsoever. But um, I don't think at the moment Saylor has commented on what this is. This Bitcoin has seemed to have just twisted this already to go... Like literally the tweet I've linked is they're raising 500 million to buy more Bitcoin. I read their statement. The word Bitcoin is not mentioned fucking once. So it just says they're raising 500 million. It does not say what they're doing with it. it has Sailor um, commented on the whole um, tax evasion stuff? I don't believe so. No, I've not seen anything about yeah, so it. But... I haven't seen anything either. Yeah. But not, let's not forget, MicroStrategy's strategy is two things. It's to sell products and services as they were previously, but also to buy Bitcoin as well. Um, so raising money, this should not raise any alarm bells um, or eyebrows, essentially, because this is what the business does. It raises capital in cash, which can be flipped on the other side because of the business that it has been a profitable profitable business for the last 20 plus years as Sailor's been the CEO for it essentially so you know let, let's see what they do with it of course as we always say let's not uh, you know what he's just go do? by what they talk about let's see the actions he's going to buy all the um, board apes <laughs> so you can have that collection well yeah um by this time next week we will have uh seen the 
the proof of work changed to proof of stake within Ethereum, uh, which is happening in oh. two days' time. So, so, yeah. so it's the 15th? Yeah, the 15th. I can't I wait. I keep mentioning this. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. I just, I'm just like kind of going, something go well, wrong. It could, be hilarious. it could be a great pump for Bitcoin, really, because if it I, fails, and I know what you said in terms of it being rolled back, but essentially... It kills all the other all the other shit coins. Yeah, yeah. It, it could if it fails, it'd be great. I just yeah, yeah I just don't think they'd let it fail. Or it'll, it'll just be long. Has anyone? It just doesn't. Read, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> has anyone read the um, white paper on proof of stake? No, no. It's probably a shit ton of gobbledygook by Vitalik. Yeah, the worst. I've, um, no, I've read read numerous comments of people who claim to have read it, and they've said. Um, what is it? It's like they've taken the designs of a plane, ripped the wings off and stuck them vertically and That's... then tried to work out the, the problem of how to get the plane to fly with its wings up vertically rather than horizontally. That's Saifedean. Saifedean had that great quote where... Oh, is it? <laughs> well, I just yeah, know it came from somewhere on Twitter. Planes, but it was not quite that. But it's probably but... someone else ripped it off then. Yeah, they've, they've tweeted... That sounds so like safe as well. Yeah, we literally had the video. He he said that on Lex Friedman's um, podcast, and it's a genius quote. We had it on the podcast where. Oh, yeah. the um no, the one which we had was Ethereum is a mother arsehole where all the shit coins spawn from. Yeah, that was it. but then he also <laughs> then, he also then described what proof of stake is, where it's like what you said. It's basically you take everything good about what Bitcoin is, you remove it all, and then carry on and pretend it's good, but much more devastatingly. Like safer Dean than that. Oh, he is he's great on his own comments. <laughs> he just goes in. I, I just yeah, he's just toxic to the max. I fucking love it. <laughs> doesn't doesn't give a shit he offends. It's just he just goes in. <clears throat> so should we talk about Bitcoin being carbon neutral? <sighs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I saw this and I was just like. Come on now, because it links into one of the other stories as well in terms of uh, America as well. So we'll come on to that. But Bitcoin being carbon neutral and um, obviously this is one of the criticisms that Bitcoin has. And I think that the average person hears how bad Bitcoin is for the environment and then quickly dismisses it. So there was somebody in work that talked about Oh, Bitcoin's bad for the environment. Uh, the did you, did you immediately tell them to shut up? Oh, I verbally slapped them down without a shadow of a doubt, and uh, yeah, I hit them with the with the uh, the end of the foot. Did of, they say um, the oh. transactions are slow? Yeah, they said the transactions were slow. Do you, uh, do you know what the response to that is? Oh, of course, I Two thousand seventeen wants a foot back. <laughs> they probably then called you a racist <laughs> um, it, I, was just, I was just really taken aback by the fact that these people just hear these things uh, about Bitcoin so it was, yeah, it was three things it was uh, the classic Ponzi scheme transactions are slow and it's bad for the environment all of which for every average sorry for every uh, listener that comes back each and every week you know we've we've defunct all of this 
But that is the mentality. And, and no one's actually then gone on to say, what is it? And naturally, again, I, I, you know, I shot the, all of those arguments down. I know. Well, that's the thing with most things. I think, unfortunately, people don't read beyond the headline. And yeah. Bitcoin for them is just something that passes them by very like in their peripheral vision. It's not something they've really focused on. So, yeah, so, of course, if, if I was like that, for example, there's probably a few subjects that I am like that. And the only thing that I... NFTs. Talk... <laughs> Unfortunately, I spent too much time on that. But I don't know if you pick a random thing that I don't care about. I don't know. Like, I don't even know. Formula One. Go on. I, form, I don't care about that. But peripherally, I've probably got some bad views on that. Oh, there's no overtaking. It's boring. And um, just Ferrari win every, every year or something. They're probably all wrong because that's just... Well, Ham it was Hamilton, wasn't it, and then he lost. Yes. Yeah, so, see, so straight away, it's just a little example of like, I have a tiny little bit of knowledge, but I don't know because yeah. I, I don't follow it and I haven't followed it for a decade. So, and, and that's what a lot of people do with Bitcoin, I think. They don't know it. They've never looked at it. They've never read a single decent book about Bitcoin, but they've heard about it quite a lot in their peripheral vision. It just keeps coming up. And the things, if you only listen to those, is Ponzi scheme, slow, corrupt, and I'm back in the environment. It's the media are very good at brainwashing. And because um, not only do your, does your brain naturally pick up on stuff like that, I think there's a concerted effort by the media to FUD Bitcoin. Because it came off for very office. obvious reasons. I was in the office for the first time in months last week and it came up. Do you know what my response was? Well, you aren't ready. You aren't ready. I, I just said you aren't ready. You don't understand money. Yeah, go back. You need to go back five steps. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, it sounds like so condescending, but it's actually so true. And it yeah. applied to myself. It applied to Sir Neverlook there. I think that's when I told him to read the Bitcoin standard. And he said, I don't want to read that. I like my property. I said, You'll learn about money. <laughs> literally, that is the one key thing which you take from it. And you kind of go, Oh, shit. Now it's about money. I want to go back to my pod. Yeah, and it unveils everything. If they're lying about the money, what else are lying about? And you realise, oh, fucking everything. And this is yeah. just, my, just my line to anyone when they're trying to um, bring up some food about Bitcoin and say, you're not ready. You don't know it. You don't understand money. You need to know about money first. And they just look at you thinking you're absolute twat. And I'm just like, I just don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, well, it's going to happen whether you're on board or not. Like, just, yeah. It's inevitable. I believe it's yeah. inevitable. But these people, they just don't understand the bit basics. But it's not a bad thing because I was exactly in the same boat. And, 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 the, and the good thing for all of us and for everyone listening is it keeps the price of Bitcoin low. Yeah, we're at twenty thousand dollars right now. Like the, 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 it's for as long as they don't believe that the price stays around twenty k. Beautiful. As many people as possible stack sats because before you know it, blink and it'll be a million dollars a coin. And um, we'll just be thinking, holy shit, you know, it's, it, it happened. And it'll just be normal. So quickly, it'll be normal. But um, the, these 20K days are just going to be, this is the golden era. This is, if you're in the property market, this is like the 80s, where yeah. the average house price is like 30K. And you fast forward 30 years, the average house price is 300K. And you're like, fucking, I wish I could go back to the 80s. That, that was where the money was. And... <laughs> That's that's where we are with Bitcoin right now. It's 20k now. We're going to be at like 
a million dollars in, in like five, 10 years. And everyone's going to be like, oh, I wish I got some of that sweet Bitcoin back at 20K. Yeah. We're there now. And it'll be like, oh, how, how, how could anyone know? People are just gambling on it. It's just like the amount which I've read about Bitcoin economics finance. <sighs> well, the good thing about it is like the, the, this pod is good proof of work. We've, um, yeah. Because um, obviously exactly. we talked about it for years before this, and then we finally got on here and chatted shit about it for two hours a week for like, I don't know, however many years it will be by the time like this comes. I, ju- I just want my, I want the bit hyper Bitcoinization so I can buy a small harding and become a farmer. <laughs> yeah, I want hyper Bitcoinization so I can buy a whole company, burn it down, and piss on the ashes. <laughs> I, I just want my own farm. Really simple. <laughs> I'm just full of. I've got that now. I'm just full of vengeance. <laughs> I don't want a supercar. I just want some chickens, some cows, and some sheep. I want to be fucking Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> but what has this got to do with Bitcoin being carbon neutral by 2024? Oh my god! How do we get onto this? <laughs> uh, I know. Well, I know. I was, I was just thinking, who's going to actually bring this one back? So. <laughs> The thing which I don't understand about this, so we've got um, people using renewable energy um, near the source because it can't be stored. There's no effective batteries. So things like the dams, I think, in Canada have been cited, solar panels, and then there's also wasted energy. So gas flares from oil oil mining. But I don't. what I don't understand is when it says carbon negative mining, because I couldn't find it anywhere in the article which explained what it meant, unless that is things like the gas flares off oil mining. Yeah, it'd be the gas flares because that's because normally that would be waste that is adding pollution. So you're taking waste and turning it into something positive, as opposed mm-hmm. to burning coal purposefully and then using the energy. If you can access somehow the emissions and turning it good, you can be neutral on that. But to be negative, it, it needs to be a waste product to and then turn it around. Yeah. I just look at this and think, if we can't fight Bitcoin, we've got to fight tumble dryers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like air conditioning the units. I know, that's always the thing. I like, always put this in the context. And yeah, th- this whole energy thing is is largely nonsense. But it is kind of crazy that to, to say that Bitcoin is 62.4% zero emissions. Technically, virtue already and is going to be hit essentially net zero by 2024 like when, when i read that as i like in two years literally the prediction is that bitcoin already is essentially carbon neutral is kind of crazy do you know what bitcoin needs to do the ceo needs to hire an esg manager program <laughs> manager to get this sorted and then we can put it on all the rfis but it seems like this isn't it that really need to be brought to the forefront maybe by um our, our politician uh, Pierre Polivier. Yeah, because it's one of those weird things, isn't it? Right? Because the thing is, like, we always said Bitcoin was always going to go this way because Bitcoin mining doesn't need a city. So a yeah. lot of other energy that needs to be created needs to be near people because it's the people that need the energy. So the second you start doing that thing, land is more expensive, like cabling is more expensive, everything's more expensive because you're a city. And the so it's just, and the chances are the natural resources around like rivers and just land in general, solar, everything, gas, 
it's all just much harder to come by because there's a city around with buildings everywhere it's very tough to do the cheapest energy is in the middle of fucking nowhere in very cold places that no one wants to live and there's, there's nothing there but bitcoin mining doesn't need people it just needs a shack with a load of machines in it so of course the when natural... you have a pleb in there covered in cheetah cheeto dust <laughs> yeah you'd have one <laughs> you'd have one pleb in there just restarting miners occasionally and dusting them off so it was always going to go this way where bitcoin miners were always going to migrate out of the cities to find this cheap energy and ideally the waste energy that people are literally charging nothing for or very very cheap energy that people are just largely throwing away or just you know in the middle of nowhere in very cold places Obviously, cold places are beneficial to Bitcoin mining as well because you need cooling for the miners. They get very hot. And if it's already cold, just opening the window and letting some cold air in, that's free as opposed to using very expensive air conditioning. So, so maybe, maybe that could be my plan. Go and live somewhere cold and be, I don't know, some kind of ice miner, ice farmer with a mining rig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe I could do that now. Yeah, uh, I'm just trying to remember the uh, the cost of mining Bitcoin in 198 different oh, that, countries. That's a brilliant one. It's brilliant. Kuwait, that was it. Kuwait is the cheapest place to mine Bitcoin for $1,394. So they have a lot of solar energy over there. Maybe. Or like, is it crazy, um, isn't it? Like that kind of price. Like, why aren't people flooding to Kuwait and just uh, miners and just arbitrage shit out of that? Exactly. Be, I think possibly because it's a bit of a restricted co- country. I think with customs and probably laws like alcohol and everything else. But yeah, it's a, it's a really good one to remind ourselves that, that one again, we are so early, but two, you could stack so much. If obviously it was, if it was accessible within order to be able to do, yeah, you literally just—it's just free money, right? You just, you just, yeah, you, you throw fifty k of miners at that, and over the course of the year, you would earn like say fifty k of Bitcoin at that. Say, let's just say it's two k. That fifty k will be worth half a million on the market if you got the Bitcoin out of Kuwait and then sold it. Yeah, so if you want a few countries, there's Trinidad and Tobago, which is 13k. Um, Suriname, is that 14k? Suriname, yeah. Suriname, 14k. And then we got the others, Mongolia, 11k. So we've got these random countries popping up. Bloody hell, Solomon Islands, 142k. Oman, 11k. So Iran, 10. Well, but yeah, Kuwait's just on its own. Why is it so cheap? Is it subsidized by the government? Maybe it's the oil. Don't know. Something, something's there, isn't it? Something's there to make sure that that is so low. Sudan at 4.7. So there's a selection of countries, but I think some may be a little bit dangerous. <laughs> and the thing is like once we hit bitcoin hyphenization like this is this will all go away like this type of arbitrage that if, if it really if you're ever going to trade bitcoin or try and be clever with bitcoin this type of arbitrage is the stuff to do because this yeah. is provided obviously it comes with risk but if you can get miners into certain countries 
that have either cheap energy or they're subsidized or whatever the fuck's going on in these countries. If you can get Bitcoin for less than 20K, when it's, if it's priced at 20K in America and Europe and you're getting it for anything from 2K to 10K, that is free money. Just mine the shit out of Bitcoin and get it for that. Because you, you, that's, that's 2017 prices. And you're yeah. Are you going to get um, a miner, some solar panels on a miner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the list. Cool. Be interested when you get that. We'll have to have a show and tell on the state. Yeah. Well, uh, or alternatively, I'd like to buy in a percentage. Okay. Yeah. That, that is actually a very, very good shout. We could um, group fund. Yeah. Yeah, crowdfund a little mining operation, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You've got this space in the uh, in the land, and yeah, I'll, I'll uh, happily put some in to that. You could have solar panels on the uh, on the garage or on the barn to keep it going. Wind turbines on the land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's, a, there's just good old oil and gas and electricity. Yeah. As well, we, I, that's the good thing, right? I'm fossil fuels and green as well. It's just why not? Why, why would you ever pick one? Just have everything, mm. and then you just plug in the cheapest one at the time. Ideally, you take the the green, that you take the solar. But when they're not running, you don't want your miner just off, and you just flip over to the grid. So yeah. Right. Do we well, talk they, the next one? That's a nice is, little uh, side side project for the for the four Bs. But but if we um well if we were to consider moving to the US, apparently they're gonna consider banning Bitcoin mining, according to um what is it some legislation which are, they're considering banning proof of work. So the bits highlighted in this is um should these measures prove ineffective at reducing impacts. The administration to explore executive actions and con Congress might consider legislation to limit or eliminate the high use of energy or intensity consensus mechanisms. And this is in reference to they're saying it has to be low energy, low water usage, low noise generation, and clean energy usage. So I'm kind of going if it's low or clean energy usage. What's the actual what's that mean? It's a very broad statements and not and things like noise as well. Like, yeah, I, I picked like, up the noise one as well because Bitcoin if you're on your, are noisy. So if you're on your own land, 10 acres, why can't you have your own noisy miner which no one else can hear? Well, to be fair, if if you Bitcoin miners can be very noisy. If like if you just had a few, it'd be fine. But like some Bitcoin miners, they have like 10,000 rigs all set up. It's like there's a swarm of bees for like a 50 mile radius. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. Like you have to have a lot of sound insulation. So I did like the fact they added noise in because the one thing we can't do yet with Bitcoin miners is make them quiet. Mm. We can make them, as, as we literally just discussed in the last story, they're nearly already, already energy neutral and like carbon neutral. So that one goes away. But then it's going to go, oh, they're too noisy. And <laughs> now you're like, oh, fuck. Like, and yeah. and, only and also, when there's 10,000 of them, if I just have five in my garage, then it's not bothering anyone. But if you have 10,000 in your garage, yeah, yeah, you're, you're bother, bother your neighbourhood now. But they say low energy usage as well. It's like, who's to define what that is? And well, low, low energy, it's still using energy, but I'm using renewables, but it's not low energy, you know, is what they'll say. Yeah, well, the argument can always be, 
in comparison to what like fracking in comparison to digging and mining for gold uh, for oil etc but of course some of those things don't happen in said countries as well so you know I, I don't know if they are still mining for gold in the US um, there, there will be somewhere there'll be a setup yeah so so the argument could be well you know what what's the comparative noise for all of those things versus bitcoin yeah well i think mining. That, yeah because that's always been the argument i think it's just that they don't argue on fair grounds they're not arguing no. that their argument is bitcoin doesn't do anything it's just a, a volatile network for criminals Whereas anything else, like even tumble dryer, it's triggering me. <laughs> at least the tumble dryer, yeah, it, it uses twenty times more energy than the whole Bitcoin network. But at least we get dry clothes, and no one gets scammed. And you're, and you're like, well, well, when you because when you when you, when you straw man the argument like that, and then yeah, I'm I'm pro tumble dryer. Like let's switch off those Bitcoin miners. But it's obviously like no, like the the real reason they want the Bitcoin miners off is because it's 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 challenging their control of money. That's why they're against it, and it's why they're completely ignoring the benefits of Bitcoin and just focusing on the very small edge cases of what the odd person uses it for. Which, of course, whenever you even want to slightly counteract that, oh, Bitcoin's used for criminality, the number one currency used for drug dealing globally. Is the US dollar. Yeah. So should we ban that? Like, no, it's good, good money attracts criminals. It's almost a sign of good money. Criminals want to trade in it. It's just, yeah. You, I'm going to um, put guys in, on the in, spot a little bit. So go on, go on. I was just going to say, interestingly, I was reading something last night. Um, I can't remember what the book is, but it was talking about how the UK made it impossible for cars. But, um, 150 years ago by requ yeah. requiring a driver a flagman so someone who has to walk 60 meters 60 yards ahead <laughs> and an and an engineer so for one car and it had a two mile per hour limit in towns and four mile per hour um, limit in the countryside <laughs> and they said why do we need cars when we have horses and carts because mm. they're putting all these restrictions on it to stop cars being effective yep and um, and guess who the government run by at the time? People that owned all the horses and carts. Yeah, and where did cars really take off? US. It was part of that slope of America rising, the UK falling. So it's a real interesting comparison between the two. Cars, and I don't mean you'd ever consider it. I hadn't heard of any of that until last night when I read it. I was like, my God, this is stupid. Yeah, and yeah. no wonder we lost the global reserve currency. You hit the nail on the head because that's exactly what I was just about to ask in terms of thinking back to prior inventions and where there were all of these hurdles put in place to kind of limit the growth of it as opposed to people kind of embracing it and saying, right, well, yeah, it's allowed, but what can we do to, you know, to, to just accept that and to kind of enhance qualities of it weirdly it's every single one right you can go through the internet the telephone roads normally the the first port of call is they're useless because no one uses it yet like who am i going to make a phone call to who am i going to drive to there's no roads 
it, the cars are pointless. I can't drive anywhere. And you go, yeah, but cars are so much faster than, than horses. People will build the roads. And you go, I don't believe you. I'm going to stick to my horse. And it's the same with the telephone. I don't believe you. People are going to put these telephone lines in. Everyone's going to have a telephone in their home. I don't believe you. Same with the internet. Like, why would I send an email? No one's got an email address. Well, the internet's yeah. a really good comparison because it was for money launderers, drug dealers, pedos, and God knows what else was what is originally placed as because it's a series of message boards. So, so do you just simply take the rule of thumb that if it's banned, if it's said not to be worthwhile, then it probably is. And you should look into it more. Don't know. Not, not necessarily. I just think like all new technology is goes through this adoption curve where it, we need critical mass. Once it's once it's obvious, then obviously all the investment potential is gone. So if you're going to invest in the internet, the phone, or roads and cars, and when then suddenly everyone's got a car, the internet, and a phone, it's too late. And it'll be the what same was- when everyone's got Bitcoin. That would be when Bitcoin's price is stable. The time to make any type of investment is when the majority of people don't think it will work. And you have to make a critical analytical view because there's plenty of inventions that come up that have this network effect problem of no one uses it yet. But 99.9% of inventions that people have that problem for, people never use it. But in my view, Bitcoin has well and truly overcome that adoption curve, and it's well on the way to mass adoption. You know, two hundred. Well, think, think about the internet. It was was it seventy five? The original protocols were invented, mm, and then so... in the early nineties, it started taking off a little bit, and people were still like, oh, it's nothing. And then two thousand, it started really, really ramping up, and that was the point when the dot com bubble came around, when everyone really went hell for leather. But mm. it can be compact compared easily to the shit coins so you've got your amazon which is your bitcoin because it's the one which really came out well versus oh there's some terrible ones where people just threw money at it because it had dot com on the name yeah and people throw money at it and it's just like what what's the actual business but then amazon you know 2001 amazon still really wasn't anything it was a loss leader i remember reading about it in a business lecture and they're going this is crap it's just people are obsessed with it and then 10 years later, it's getting really, really good. And then 10 years again, bringing us to present day. And it's just like it's taken over the world because it's filled that niche and may have that vision to go from. May, may understand how to evolve the business as well. And I look at Bitcoin, you think about the initial is it picked what was sound money. And then it looked, well, it's good. But then it started going, how are we going to get mass adoption? So you got lightning, you've got literature and you've got, pods you've got um, <laughs> probably shows as well and it's getting mainstream it's just it is looks like it's leading to this absolute mass adoption crash when it is going to be too light, late like mr Rowland said yeah. I'm, I'm always confident because the, the way to really analyze you know is bitcoin on that journey not only is it user numbers just do the competitive analysis and our competitive analysis is shit coins and fiat and does Bitcoin beat those by 20% or more? It's hands down smashing those all to pieces. Obviously, government money is <laughs> so corrupt and it's just so out of control. Oh. And then you've got shit coins that just 
that there's literally that like the Bitcoin is so far ahead when it comes to the sound money category. I couldn't be any more confident than being literally all in on that asset. <laughs> the issue is with I think with shit coins, it's a really easy argument because you've got a mixture of things which don't know what they are and they're literally fit in disguise, but they're digital. And then you've got um, things which are technology, which aren't actually currency. They're like smart contracts. It's just like, but this isn't a currency. Why are you investing in it? You know, it's like, it's just a piece of technology which someone could, you know, put into a better better money or better monetary system. But with fiat, the issue is that it's adoption. Everyone uses fiat. Mm. So how do you go against that? How do you argue against it? We know it's not it's not everyone, sound. It doesn't. It doesn't. Horses. Sorry. Everyone used horses. Well, the rich did. The poor got trampled by them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice soundbite. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Uh, I mean, ultimately, it's like everything that we've gone through, isn't it? Uh, in terms of like from a monetary perspective, um, people used to trade cattle, then it was like salt, uh, you know, there, there's various different things. And eventually, people um, kind of transform over into the new norm. Because mm. on average, it takes 50 years. And I've always been hopeful that it would take less this time. You know, it's the whole this time it's different. But may maybe maybe it's not different. And essentially, we're 13 years in. So we still have, you know, another, what is it, 37 years to go. Was it 40? No, yeah. 37, yeah. And um, so, yeah, so it would be pretty much, what is it? If it's going to take 50 years, that would be 2058. 2053. Now, what is it? So, 13, so it'd be 20, yeah, 2050, 2059. So, it's quite a while away. So, potentially, that is how long like a new form of money takes to take grip of a society and force it through. It's um, that's how long it takes unsound money to, to find sound money. Uh, so we, we all were all hopeful it happens much quicker than that, and I think. The fact that the fiat system is acting so recklessly right now should push more people this way. I was going to say that's the kind of swing because what is it the um, when it goes to pure fiat money, so away from anything backed, money tends to fall over quite quickly. I mean, it's also the type of currency and the type of civilization. We've got these various patterns which are converging to the end. Yeah, you know, it's mm. it's happened numerous times. So like the whole democracy model slash capitalism or rather cronyism which is going on the fact that we're running on this monetary system which and they've all fallen apart in similar ways in the past so it's just you hope it's going to happen because it is going wild at the moment I, I do think unfortunately though yeah our personal desires as again we were talking just before we, we went on air for hyper bitcoinization will be longer than it actually happens so you know i would love it in the next like five years or tomorrow <laughs> but <laughs> i think it is going to be a lot longer than that and i think we'll still hit our um, our adoption curve in terms of one billion people but yet it'll still be slower than it would normally 
uh, or, or again, as we would like to have it happen. When that happens, however, it then has to fight the current norms as well, doesn't it? So, for example, as we started at the top of the show, the Queen's dead. We're now going to get in new money with Charles's face, I'm sure, all over it. And so there'll be more fear printed. And then people will want to hold on to that for a lot longer and everything that comes along with that. And then CBDCs will come into effect and, and that will push Bitcoin back even further as well from being the, the sound money that it is. Yeah, so the CBDCs be, could be 30 years, couldn't they? Yeah. So there's these things that will happen along the way that, you know, Bitcoin will still be there, but it will push it back. And it will mean that the adoption won't be as quick as if everybody kind of educated themselves and thought, actually, yeah, these guys are on pod 67. We're actually telling you the truth on pod number one. Yeah. The, the upside is you get to stack more sats. So yeah. there's more chance to get your... Yeah. And it's not just and it's not just gonna be a big big bang as well. You know, it's gonna happen mm. in stages. So it's well, what happened in multiple big bangs, I would say, like lots of small bangs. Like it, it won't it won't okay, be it'll, it'll, it'll go along. I mentioned the, I mentioned the word because <laughs> it cancelled. So it's like in th- it's like in three years' time, it's kind of like you think something's probably gonna happen again after the next halving. Yeah. But it's it's very hard to foresee. I doubt you would have seen um, a country adopting Bitcoin in El Salvador, well, and Central African Republic, and companies having Bitcoin on the balance sheet like Tesla and MicroStrategy, did you, when you f- were first in? No. No, not this quickly. No, I, yeah. I, I genuinely, when I, when I first invested, I thought if Bitcoin got to 10K, in by 2025, I would be extremely happy. <laughs> and it, it went to 69k. So now we're now, <laughs> <laughs> and, and now we're at 20k and everyone's down the dumps. And like I'm still double my my top end target yeah. would double. <laughs> like it's yeah, well, yeah. still kind of nuts. Yeah, I'm I'm still in the red. <laughs> yeah. It's this is this is the life, man. It's, um, yeah, it's, I was going to say, I've right. got enough conviction. I just um, don't speak to the wife about it. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit like Pomp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, this is interesting. I watched his video on this. So, um, so Anthony Pompliano was all in on Bitcoin. He was promoting everything and everyone associated with Bitcoin including laser eyes. He was uh, affiliated with Celsius as well um, in terms of the the network that is now no more and bust broke and probably uh, (laughs) owes a lot of people that were foolish enough to give up some of their Bitcoin to them uh, for for these gains, bro. (laughs) And uh, yeah, he's, he's come out and said, maybe I shouldn't have been so bullish but I am still convicted in terms of following Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. I just can't... I'm always a bit of shitcoin now. 
I just looked at him for why did he why did he remove his laser eyes? It's still not really clear because he's just said I'm still in Bitcoin, but yeah. why did he remove it? And even Bitcoin from his bio as well is mm. you know, now it just says entrepreneur, investor, and lifelong learner. Uh, and and I, I read his email that was like, oh, you can't be a learner in something that you have tied your identity to. So yes, therefore, you know, and, and I just went, what a load of shit, mate. Because it, it, like, let's just say like you're a random investor and you're just like teaching people how to invest. Then yeah, sure. Like if I had, if I was that guy and I had Amazon or Tesla or whatever in my bio, that makes me biased towards those stocks. And yeah, yeah. So I'm always going to want those stocks to pump because I have it in my bio. They go down, everyone's going to be coming for me. But for me, Bitcoin is so much more than an investment. It's what we've always discussed on this part. This is literally the separation of, of government and, and money. Um, it's not just another investment. It's more important than that. So whether the price goes up, down, left, right, or sideways, it's this it's like a calling this is so important we fix so much of society's ills if we get sound money like right across education health no matter whatever you care about in your life like we'll be better on a bitcoin standard so it's just more than investment and and, and like we should be tying ourselves to bitcoin because we really give a shit and bitcoin needs as many active promoters as possible so others understand what bitcoin is really and it isn't just oh you get rich in fiat terms it's like no nah, fiat is going it's going to hit hyperinflation like one bitcoin would be worth one trillion dollars at some point but a dollar a trillion dollars won't even buy you a loaf of bread it doesn't even matter you know it's going to be like zimbabwe dollars so for him to remove it completely and like essentially just sanitize his profile just to be this like generic investing social media influencer is super disappointing. Um, he, he reckons it's nothing to do with his, his, his confidence in Bitcoin is not diminished, but come on, when you completely whitewash your social media and don't even see laser eyes or Bitcoin, anyone on your profile, come on. You're, I was going to say, my, mine doesn't say anything like on Twitter, but I'm not a mass poster. No, you're, you're, you're my reply guy. Yeah, I use it usually comes with my thread. I'm like, oh, what's uh, Mr. All looking at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but I, but... I was gonna say you can maybe try and do some laser eyes to my profile picture, but I don't think it's really that easy. You'd have to have it burning down shelves or something. Haven't haven't you got like a fat American in like a skewer? Yeah, falling down on some shelves. If you had some laser eyes, we'd be burning through the shelves. <laughs> 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 It's not even clear though. It's not even like it's got like an American. Oh yeah, it's American. Oh yeah, he's falling over on the shelves. Like we had some laser eyes. You could have like the shelves on fire. These laser eyes going everywhere. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys used to watch Pump's show on YouTube. I did. He, I watched yeah. it. I haven't watched it for ages. So is it? You I don't watch... think he does it. Yeah, I think he's even stopped the show. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, because it, it, it was him. And his brothers, and it was called uh, Best Business, the Best Business Show. That's right. So, I mean, it wasn't you know straight down the line on Bitcoin. It was the Best Business Show. You know, you know what I think's happened here. Fucking hell, it's just come to fucking mind. 
He's capitulating. The Bitcoin bear market is exposed to another fraud. He's invested too much money. He's probably leveraged. We, I know he's in shit coins. He's invested a lot of money in shit coins. He's probably invested a lot of money in that show. Don't you usually yeah. see like um, a cycle with some of the big Bitcoiners where it's almost like they're bored of Bitcoin so they're so rich? Like you've had Kobe, you've had Andreas, um, whatever his second name is. On top of this. Um, yeah. Is it Breedloves, another one? Yeah. Um, Raul, no, it's not Raul, I've forgotten his name. Yeah, yeah, Raul, yeah Raul, Paul. Raul Paul. But you've had all these ones who've got massively rich in Bitcoin and they've obviously just almost got a bit bored of the concept and started shitcoining. Now, normally what this actually does show, and it's a very, very good sign for anyone that's a bit depressed about the price. Normally, once we've had a big bull market, to when the sign of the end of the bear market is when some big key influencers capitulate and move and distance themselves from Bitcoin. We ha we had this back in, what was it 2020, 2021, before we had the pump up to 69K, a load mm -hmm. of famous Bitcoiners from 2017 capitulated and went, I'm out, this is just too painful. They always give different excuses. They always just say, oh, I'm going off to different interests. Da, 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 da. In reality, what it means is they've over leveraged, they've, got, they've ended up being skinned, they got too excited, they've leveraged too much debt up and they're skinned and they have to sell their Bitcoin, they have to move on, they move on to other things. And then the price pumps. So normally when the last of these influencers capitulate, that's the bottom of the bear market <laughs> and off we fucking go. So if, pump, if pump's a casualty of this bear market, then and so be it. it it's probably a little bit sad. I can't, he had a lot of good things to say, but he was a shit coiner. Um, he did like his shit coins. He did like. So I've never picked him out services. doing shit coins, but I probably haven't what? listened to enough of them. Yeah, he invested a load of them. Like well, I said, it, I just never get it because is it sound money? I mean, if it if it isn't sound money, it's technology. Why are you investing in a shit coin, not some kind of technology company? He, he, his thesis was: you he, he thought the whole world's gonna get tokenized. Everything was gonna have a. Mm. Like you thought Bitcoin was going to be money, but you know, just as you can buy shares in a company, it's like, oh, you're going to buy shares in a house, you're going to buy shares in your dinner. Like, you just got it wrong. I also think that uh, because he had a lot of sponsorship from the likes of like exchanges and Bitcoin related companies, because of the bear market, I think that they've also probably pulled their resources back and their marketing budgets back which hasn't, well, well, obviously used to fund him and the show. And so with that gone, it's left him high and dry. Yeah. So positive thing is may, maybe he's the last. Maybe it's because the thing is that literally he removed his laser eyes. I think we're at 19K. We pumped like 23. Today we've undone some of those gains, but it was almost like, Pomp removing his laser eyes with the bottom of the bear market. Mm. Let's go finally go for that 100k it's, now. Because I imagine just, if laser eyes to 100k, you don't want to be the first or the last guy to take them off, and then we get there. Like, come on, like, isn't the pattern usually? But you've got um, you've got your big increase what a year after the halving, and then afterwards you have a big dip. I mean, it continues, I mean, you get to another dip. And it goes even further, and it's the last. 
six months to a year before the next halving when the interest comes back and you kind of get that uptick towards that cycle where it goes above. So, it, you know, kind of like looking at historically, we should have another decrease. I know. The, the only counter-argument against that now is the uptick. It's a model. Halving broke all the models. So all the models. Yeah. We should not. We should have gone higher than six nine k. So because we didn't, now it's a case of well, now does the bear market go as deep? Does it go as long? No one really knows. We're in un, uncharted. And we're we're in the first recession since Bitcoin was invented. Yeah, and and the halvings mean yeah. less, less and less as well because obviously they keep halving. So we start at fifty Bitcoin every ten minutes to 25 to 12 and a half to 6.25 so it's 6.25 now and once we go to three then it's you know it's, it's not each halving has a less of an impact on the network uh, so so who knows who knows if we're still in a halving cycle maybe we are maybe this is not the, the end of the bear, the bear so cycle. do you not think that the halving in 2024 will have an impact on the price it probably will in some degree, but I think my theory would be we will break out of the typical four-year cycle and it will just okay. become more of a, a longer just market cycle along with, well, as fiat does, fiat is more of a 10 to 20-year cycle. Mm. We'll, we'll mould into that as we get more mature because I think that the halving means less and less and less. So, so maybe 2024, we're still in it, maybe even 2028. But if you keep going eventually you know, the amount of bitcoin being halved is so in, inconsequential at that point that surely it must just mold into just noise and yeah in reality it's just the general supply and demand of who's buying and selling bitcoin at that point that will be the market cycle and suddenly you know obviously on the bitcoin standard we should be in much more stable cycles instead of these boom and busts but whilst we're in the fear standard which is we will still be in we're going to get these boom and busts on the other side. And that's going to affect Bitcoin because whenever we have a bust, people are going to sell Bitcoin. They shouldn't, but we know <laughs> they will because they've lost everything on one side. So of course yeah. they, they have to sell everything just to feed their kids and keep a roof over their head. And that includes their Bitcoin, if that's the case. So yeah. Bitcoin will, I think, over, over the, probably the next decade, will merge from a four-year cycle into a 10 to 20 year cycle to, to mirror fiat and then eventually will become its own cycle which hopefully is more like a 100 or 200 year cycle um which is way more stable and if, any, if anything like the, the the actual the the ideal is we're not even in cycles anymore on a bitcoin standard we don't have cycles good businesses grow sometimes they go bust doesn't mean the whole sector goes bust just one company made a fuck up they die well on a bitcoin standard it's literally a carrot costs the same as long as production stays the same. Mm. It's like production becomes harder, a carrot costs more, it becomes easier, a carrot costs less. And you haven't got to contend with inflation and silly taxes to work out what exactly is happening with your money. Yeah. And, um, yeah in reality, unless there's more or less carrots one year, the, the price of a carrot will always be the same for now or 200 years time which is uh yeah. which which means suddenly we're out of cycles now you know our mm. fiat system is the price of a carrot will always go up because the amount of fiat is always increasing so 
and also government restrictions, government um, subsidies. Um, if that subsidy is paid out and it hits a certain amount, the government buys the carrots, so therefore the price of carrots is contained. It's ridiculous. Yeah, good old price. Definitely be, yeah. Uh, I mean, like you were saying as well before we started to get on there, all I do is watch, all I do is watch YouTube. A tube all day long. Like I'm working, it'll be on the background, I'll be listening, I'm working out on YouTube. So terrestrial TV or anything else pretty much doesn't exist. You know, I get my news from Twitter and YouTube. So uh I'll be watching to see what pumped us next, or if he just dies of death and just fades into the background. He'll be he'll be back in the in the bull market. I think he might be. He'll be um he'll be fit into the category like with Kobe, where everyone kind of semi pays attention, but they're no longer one of the the proper Bitcoiners. Yeah, they're not a maxi. They'll just be like, oh, he likes Bitcoin, but he's also a shit coiner, so just don't fully listen to him. Cool. All right. Any last thoughts? No, I'm done. Let's get out of here. The only thing is buy Bitcoin. <laughs> right. Well, there we have it. That was pod number 67 of the four Bs, bullish Bitcoin banter and bullshit, brought to you, as always, by Mr. Orlin, a.k.a. the Trillion Dollar Man, Dr. Evil 10%, also known as the People's Champ, myself, Sir Neverlock, you know what I am, the excellence of execution. And she was here, but she is never here. Still with the link, still not here. Mrs. No Show. Peace.